You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. It's the week that was with Joe Palmasolo. Good morning, everyone, as we wrap up. The last show in 2018. So we're going to call this the year that was. The year that was. And we've got uh, a ton of things I want to go. You know, as I look at this, as I started looking at the top songs, the top movies... You know, I'm a, I keep up on news. I keep up on events. I remember stories. But I am completely out of it when it comes to the top songs and the top movies. I like I watch a lot of movies, but obviously I'm not watching the right movies according to critics and things. But as far as songs, I am out of it. I am brain dead. It's called being a dad. <laughs> well, no, it's. I, I think it's more of, of uh, you know, I hate to say it, but it's more of getting older. Well, yeah. I, you know, I, I listen to music from my era, um, but nobody from Earth, Wind, and Fire or, or Martha and the Vandellas or... Uh, uh, Doobie Brothers or Journey, no, none of their songs made the top top twenty five this year. I don't get it. Have they released anything new? I, I don't. I just don't know. I mean, I know Journey has a whole new lead singer, or they're on the third one. I'm not sure, but <clears throat> yeah, and he sounds just like Steve Perry, which is ridiculous. But yeah, uh, well, they have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Huh? isn't that funny? Well, Van Halen like, didn't, but <laughs> no, no, no. But it's like that, that uh, what was that movie with um, Mark Wahlberg? Rockstar? Yeah. Yeah, where they... Like where they Ralph's, had to bring him yeah. in because he, he sounded just like the other guy, and then he found when he wanted to leave, he picked the guy out of the audience who sounded just like him, <laughs> and so they just kept going. It was yeah. like an endless, endless journey of the same voices, speaking of journey. <clears throat> you know, I... I um, so, so I'm looking at all these things, and we're going to go through them today, and I'm going to get your opinions on them and different things. We're going to talk uh, some Browns. I've got some interviews that I want to play today, one with uh, uh, that I actually played yesterday on Kenny and JT's show when I filled in, but I want to play it again. It's with, uh, with Johnny Majors. And for those of you who don't know Johnny Majors, um, and I'll explain it again when we when we do this. But Johnny Majors was is uh, I would guess considered one of the one of the greatest coaches, uh, one of the best, maybe top fifteen coaches in the history of college football. Um, he uh, was a kind of a descendant 
of the Frank Broyles, Bear Bryant, uh, Bobby Dodd, um, uh, you know, all the all these old great coaches that he was a descendant of. And happened to be my coach who recruited me to Iowa State University. Um, and was there two years before he left for Pitt where he went on to win the national championship at Pitt with Tony Dorsett, Matt Cavanaugh, and that whole group. Um, he also then went on to Tennessee and was the coach there for 16 years, his alma mater. He was also runner-up, and as a player, he wore no face mask until the last three games of his senior year. Wow. Um, he was a single-wing uh back, which meant he was a guy that caught the ball and then spun around and either gave it or threw it. So he was a triple threat. And they don't have triple threats anymore. He could run, he could pass, and he also did the punting from that formation. They would do a quick pooch punt out of the out of the wing the single wing. And uh play defense also, play defensive back. They had no platoons back then. You played both ways. He was runner-up to Paul Horning in the closest Heisman Trophy ballot race uh, in the history. Wow. Now, it was funny because he and Paul Horning are both turned 83 years old, and the Heisman Trophy started the year they were born. He's 83 years old. So he's, it's interesting to talk to him and get his perspective on, on where he is, what made him the way he was, and, and I owe him a great deal. I have to tell you, I hated him. I I hated him. I feared him. He was old school coach. Um, that would just his whole philosophy was, um, and we'll talk about it in the interview. But if he, he had a sign up in the locker room when we first got there as freshmen, said those who stay will play, and the and then the other one on the other side said those who play will be champions. And couldn't figure it out when you were 17. It's like, what does, what does this mean? <clears throat> well, they beat you up so badly, mentally and physically, that out of the 45 that came in with me, there were only five that graduated with me. So 40 guys between that time left. Wow. And we did win. We did get physically and mentally tougher. Uh, and it prepared us as hard as it was. Those of us who made it through, it prepared us for life because there wasn't any other obstacles that were worse, worse than the mental and physical abuse that we took at Iowa State. It, yeah, you already lived it there. Yeah. So you, you can't do that today. No, you can't. It, it, <laughs> but that's old school. Yeah. I mean, that's Junction Boys and Bear Bryant, and that's Meat on the Hoof for Daryl Royal at Texas, the great book that was written about how how football was coached in the 60s and 70s. Um, but this interview with Johnny Majors, he's mellowed quite a bit, obviously, at 83. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was a fiery, tough, uh, old-school football coach. And uh, didn't care if you left. You know, if you leave, you leave. Those who stay will play. 
and that's how he survived. And and he did well, obviously, with that philosophy, winning a national championship at Pitt and coaching 16 years at his alma mater at Tennessee. And then we're going to talk with Steve Farhood, too. And Steve Farhood is a very interesting character, and you'll, you'll love this conversation. Steve Farhood, I love boxing. It is my favorite sport. And just the fact that two men get in a ring one-on-one and and just sit there and you have to be quick, you have to punch, you have to avoid punches, you have to parry punches. You know, Pam Cook's father was a uh, boxer. He was called Lefty. He was in Pittsburgh. Uh, and he boxed. I, I love boxing. I just love the pureness of it when it's not when Don King and guys like that aren't involved in ruining it. Uh, But Steve Farhood is in the Hall of Fame, and he's a uh, boxing analyst for Showtime. He's been a boxing analyst for 40 years, and how he got into this, and his story about 9-11. He talks about 9-11. He's he's from Brooklyn. He grew up in in New York, and uh, just a great story. Two two gentlemen, you get to hear their perspective, and and the I I look at these interviews as more not about the sport, but about the personality of the people, and it really is interesting. We'll do that, and then we'll go through all the other stuff with the uh, the top stories, and you'll see how ignorant I am. And then I also have another thing I want to talk to you about. I got my I did twenty three and me. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I did. Uh, and so I got my results at 4.16 a.m. this morning. Oh, wow. And I want to go over this with you. And, and just, I want to do that. Like, oh, that was something amazing. I actually asked for Christmas. They're like, what do you want for That's Christmas? That's what I, I did. Said, really, I just want, I want to know my hair. My mother is adopted. Uh-huh. So I want to know beyond that where mm-hmm. I'm at. And, and so, yeah. <clears> that it, I, See, my brother and my cousins always told me I was adopted. Oh, yeah. My dad just used to, to mess say that with all the time. But but I uh, so I got my results, and I'm going to go over those with you. They're pretty interesting. I'll talk to you. I don't mind sharing my personal stuff with you. This is interesting stuff with all the listeners. I kind of am transparent anyway. I think with all these things. So and we also have share tickets to give away. Yes, a pair of share tickets. When is that? That is a December seventh. Uh, let me look here real quick. February 6th. Oh, February 6th. Yeah, yeah it couldn't be December 7th. Yeah, uh, next year. <laughs> February 6th. At Quicken Loans Arena. At the Q. Yes. February 6th. Share live. What's the name of the comment? Uh, Here We Go Again Tour. Here We Go Again Tour. So it's maybe the last time you see Share live. She's 72 years old. Yeah, they always say that. I mean, Engelbert Humperdeek's 80-something. No, is he still doing it? Yeah, uh, Gary and I talked to him a couple weeks ago. No. Yeah, and then Petula Clark, same thing. She just was born here in town. She's close to it. I think she was 85. Uh, Somehow Petula Clark being 85 years old and singing her songs doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. You know... And and she still sounds great. She does. Same thing with Engelbert. They both sound great. And Engelbert Humperdinck. Yeah. He was that really. He was good looking guy. Yeah, back in the day. I mean, he's probably still good looking now. I just <clears throat> just older. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll get this thing going. Start out with uh, I don't know what. I don't know how we're going to start the show today after we come back from break. But I assure you, we will. 
Stay tuned. It is 33 degrees outside right now. You better believe it. It's the week that was with Joe Palmisano on News Talk 1480 WHBC. If I could change my face, (laughs) I'd do it all for you. Cher. I do like Cher. I have to admit, I like Cher. She amazingly is a great actress, too. Like, yeah. She's won some awards. And but she's but very what a underrated. voice. She's yeah. got such a unique voice. She was the mom. Was she the mom in Mask? Yes. With Eric Stoltz. Yeah. I, I thought she did a really good job in that. Mask? It was, it was called Mask. It was based on a true story. Um, oh, yeah. It was her. Rocky Dennison. Okay. Where the, his face was deformed. Um, Eric Stoltz played the son. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I kept thinking, when you say mask, I was thinking that movie with Jim Carrey. No, no, no. This what was, was that? That was, that was The, the mask. mask. Okay. The Mask. And she wasn't in that. <clears throat> no, that was Cameron Diaz. Okay. <laughs> God, look at you. You are amazing. Um, okay, so here, it's our contest time. And we're giving away tickets to... Tickets to see Cher live at the queue February 6th. February 6th. Yes. I got it right. And here are the three answers. Later on in the show, I will give you the questions. If you can match them up, you will win the two tickets. And we happen to pick you. And then you get them right. You'll win the two tickets to go see Cher. Here are the three answers. Number one, Sherilyn, Sherilyn, Sherilyn. How many different ways can I pronounce that? Yeah, really. <laughs> so, just get it close and you'll get that one right. Sherilyn. <laughs> Number two, believe, believe, believe. Number three, Sonny Bono. Sonny Bono. Bono. Okay. Not from you, too. No. That's Bono. Bono. All right. So, number one is Sherilyn. Believe is number two. And Sonny Bono is number three. If you can match up the questions with those answers later on in the show, shoe, a really big shoe, you will Little win. Ed Sullivan over there, huh? You will win the two Topo Gigio, a little Italian mouse. We, you will win uh, a pair of tickets to see Cher. What else? What was the other guest he had on? He always had Topo Gigio, the little Italian mouse. He always had those guys that spun the plates to the music going. And then he had. I don't. I'm not old enough to have seen it live. It's come on. It's all highlights for me. Don't try. Because I'm thinking Lamb Chop and Sherry, but I think that was more Johnny Carson. I think I'm getting those confused. No, I think she was on. But I remember when they had the Beatles. I remember when they had Elvis. But he wouldn't. He, they wouldn't film him only yet from yeah. the waist up. Uh, but there was another guy he always had on. They always had the plate guys and the jugglers. 
They always had those. It was like the first America's Got Talent. Yeah. You know? And the guy was on like 30 years, I think. It was unbelievable. It was a great show. Here's just a random bunch of people uh-huh. doing some random uh-huh. stuff. <laughs> but but so many people started, like George Carlin, yes. like Jonathan Winters. Like, so it just everybody who started, you had to be on Ed Sullivan yeah. in order to make it. When you got on Ed Sullivan, you made it. And it's going to be really funny because in the interview with Johnny Majors, he talks about being on the Ed Sullivan show. Really? Yeah. Oh. I swear. <clears throat> so we'll talk, we'll hear about that. That's how far he goes back. Um, I don't have time to get into DNA stuff, do I? And Not I don't, yet. I don't really want to yet. Um, but I'm looking at, oh, Iowa State lost last night, my alma mater, by two points. Nope. They, uh, they made too many mistakes. It was the first bowl game I watched, by the way. The first bowl game I watched. I haven't watched one yet. You're going to today. Not tonight, though. Yeah. Tonight's the playoffs, Sean. Do you, you, don't, you look at me like, I don't care. I'm trying to think what I have to do today because I know i got to do some running around and driving out of town, so I don't know if I'll be home in time. Really? Yeah. I mean, the one game I think is at 4, and yeah, the other the one's then. at 8. So you won't watch them. I might watch the one tonight. Okay, Alabama, Oklahoma. Would you like me to um, call you while you're driving, and I'll put the phone up to the TV? I do have a radio in my car, so I can. Oh, you do have a radio. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) 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 So, so that'll work out. So you don't need me to do that. No, because they have that thing that's already doing it for me. Okay, (laughs) that'll work. That'll be good. All right, when we come back, um, we're going to have news, we're going to have sports with you and J. David Russ, and then when we come back, I'm going I'm to start out by talking a little bit about the DNA results, 23andMe. Who, who am I? Who am I, really? Stay tuned. You'll be excited to hear it all. It's the week that was with Joe Palmisano on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Sell a couple of dollars a doctor good. Did I sound like her? Close. I know. I want to. I tried to get. Uh, um, what's his name? Eddie Gosh. Have you ever heard of Eddie Gosh? Again, name sounds familiar, but he sings uh, karaoke at at gyms. Yes, uh, gyms. Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Eddie tried to. I tried to get Eddie yesterday to sing "Share." He wouldn't do it. <laughs> he wouldn't do it. He kind of he, he, gave, he gave me some titles. He, he loves Man Eater by Holland Oaks. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, Holland Wheat, <laughs> <laughs> Holland Tires. I um, I got my DNA results. Right. Here's the deal. And you are not the father. It's a Mario Povich joke. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> hey, 
I am your father, Luke. <laughs> I um, I am sixty-seven point two percent Sicilian. Then there's parts of me that are in uh, Apulia. It's in another in, in Calabria. Okay. But 67% Sicilian. I mean, when they show the map, it's dark blue. I'm another 20% Peloponnesian, which is around Greece. Now, it's interesting because I think it's called Peloponnese is an island off of Greece an area off of Greece that's actually directly across from Sicily. Hmm. So, somewhere along the line, here's what they said. Here's what they said. I most likely had, most likely had, a fourth to seventh great-grandparent who was 100% Western Asian Born between 1680 and 1800. So there's somewhere in there a great, 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 great grandparent. Either fourth great grandparent to seventh. Right. That was Western Asian. Hmm. And that was somewhere in up to 1800. And then I was also most likely. To had that I had a great grandparent to a third great grandparent who was one hundred percent Peloponnesian. And I gotta check all this out. Yeah. And then finally, and this that was somewhere between eighteen hundred and eighteen sixty. Now, then here's where where it comes in. I had a parent, grandparent, or great-grandparent who was 100% Sicilian, born between 1860 and 1920, which is when my grandparents were were actually, my, my great-grandparents and my grandparents were all from Sic- Sicily or Italy. Um, and so those were born right about that time because my, my m- grandmother came over here um, somewhere around 1910, and my grandfather came over about the same time, um, both from different parts of Italy. So that, that makes sense. But the other part that was interesting is I have fewer Neanderthal variants than 92% of the 23andMe customers. You're like in a seven percent tile. I I am I I have I have fewer, which which makes me feel good that I'm not Neanderthal. You know, there's a joke here of looks I have no joke. I, have no joke. I, I would have never guessed by looks, Joe. But but that's what they said. Yeah. Apparently, before the Neanderthals became extinct. There was a mixture, according to this thing I read, there was a mixture between Neanderthals and humans. Hmm. Although Neanderthals were kind of humans too, right, but, yeah. but there was a mixture. And so there is a variant of people, like 
Neanderthal accounts for less than 4% of my overall DNA. And that is less than that is that is less than 92% of the 23 and me customers. Now, how would you like to be like 92% Neanderthal? <laughs> <laughs> or some How would you like to get a report like that? Yeah. You are the last remaining Neanderthal <laughs> ever. Uh, I've been called a Neanderthal yeah. before. But, I, I, you know, it's it's like, this is pretty interesting. And I also got the health one done, too. So, you know, to kind of track things and what's going to happen and how, where my genes look. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I really want to do that just to see. Because I really don't, I don't know much <laughs> of my family history. Like, you know when you're grandparents and great-grandparents came over yeah i don't know that stuff and i really need to dig into that and see especially like i said my mother is adopted i know i know that balding occurs because of her because my brother is bald and i am bald (laughs) and so we know that that's you know coming from the mom there but other than that we know of a half brother that she had biologically that's it well, and, you got to do it. Yeah. And, and then get on, um, go track it after you find it out. Because I found out I have relatives in Brazil that are DNA matches. Wow. Uh, Buenos Aires. I have uh, relatives in Sweden. I have relatives in um, different places across the world. But most of them uh, are, are right around Sicily, Italy, um, Different parts like, like Peloponnesia. Mm-hmm. Is there still a Peloponnesia? I'll have to look it up and see. I will too. That's terrible that we don't know that. <laughs> that I, you know, that that we're not sure there's a Peloponnesia. I didn't even know there was a Peloponnesia until I said that. Yes, it's Peloponnese is what right, and and, and I. I'll look it up. We'll look it up, and we'll give people an answer. They probably already know. They're going, you dumb You Neanderthal. I know. <laughs> All right. We'll be back right after this, and we're going to start digging into our top 10 stuff. Top 10 stories. Top 25 stories. And then we'll see if we missed any. We'll, we'll talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned. And now, back to The Week That Was with Joe Palmisano on News Talk 1480 WHBC. This was Cher when she was younger. Yes. Her voice changed. (laughs) There. I wonder if they went to the same doctor to get their nose jobs done. No. That's terrible. That's where I went. I, um... I, oh, I forgot to tell you. I bought my son bought me a drone for Christmas. I mean, my my son and my wife bought me a drone for a, a real drone. I mean, I'm talking real drone. The ones you can fly with the camera and all that. Oh, 4K. Oh, wow. I mean, a real drone, and and so we haven't flown it yet, even in the good because. I had to I had to register with the FAA. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to notify the airport when I fly it because we're five miles away from the airport. Um, you got to take a test, to, like okay, how high you fly it, how high are you allowed to fly it. 
what are you allowed to do? What are you allowed to film? What are you allowed to, you know? And and I, and then you got to go in, and you got to set the stabilizer on it. You got to do all. It's like okay, I got to be a rocket scientist to fly this thing, and and so we're sitting there trying to figure this thing out, and I'll probably, you know, I'm, I'm, my fear is I'll take it off and it'll just all of a sudden just disappear into the clouds and be gone, and that's that's the end of it, or else I'll crash it into a neighbor's house. Is there a tracker on it or anything? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's got GPS, and right. it, it comes back. It's got a homing device, so it comes back to you. And I mean, it's got everything. This is like, it's like flying an airplane. I think it is, um, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, they didn't start me out with a, with a like a beginner's thing. This is like a drone. It's like this getting your a... driver's license to go. Here's a Lamborghini. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. We're, we're not well, going to start. Before I had my driver's yeah. license, <laughs> so I've got my FAA number. Uh, I've got all those things. I feel like oh, I'm ready to, you know, join the Air Force or something <laughs> <laughs> and start doing it. So I haven't flown it yet. Which is um, I'm 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 trusting my son actually because he is the um, tech genius, the young guy who grew up in all this. Yeah, and, and he has actually flown a couple drones because he films documentaries and stuff. So, oh, nice. So he he does those things, and he when he does the aerial things, he he uses a drone. So. Well, we had to go through all the process of calibrating it and getting the GPS aligned and getting the visual thing, the the camera, the the little thing works automatically. The I don't know the camera in the front. It's it, it's on a gyro like right, not a Papa gyro, but but it's on a gyro. And so I'm trying to learn how to do all this and uh, scared to death. I should have been started with like a. Something you put on a rubber band and and spin it, you know, one of those little, old copters things, little spinner, <laughs> yes. fidget spinner yes. first, and then work your way up to the and kind of wind it and let it go. The, the little helicopters where you pull the string <laughs> yes. and it just flies up exactly. the air, comes down. Exactly. Put a little camera on it, a bell and howl. <laughs> just give me the parachute guy, the parachute where they can throw in the air and let it land. So that was that was one thing. I um. The songs and the time we have. Yes. Uh, listen to these top ten top twenty-five songs of 2018. Rosalia. That's the name of the group. Rosalia. Sean Mendez. Yeah, I know Sean Mendez. Camilla Camilla Cabella. Cabella, yep. Is that Havana? Never be the same. That oh, okay. was the song. BTS. You K- know these groups? K-pop. Yes, I do know. Fake Love? I don't know them. Right. No, Fake Love was a song. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know BTS. I don't know their songs. They're a Korean pop group that's huge. Like John Cena, the wrestler, WWE wrestler, loves uh, BTS. Really? Yeah, I've, I've not heard their songs. I saw them on TV once, and I was like, nah. The only Korean guy I know is that... <clears throat> Guy that Gangnam did. Style. Yeah, Gangnam Style. Sigh. Sigh. Drake. Yeah, Drake. Yeah, Drake. Yeah, T- I don't like Drake. Tiger Feet. <laughs> Tiger Feet. Nope. 
Tiger Feet Offset, Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. I know Bruno Mars. And Cardi B. Yeah, Cardi B. I don't know these people. Janelle Monet. Yeah, I don't know her. Bad Bunny Feet. Drake. Bad Bunny Feet. Is that the name of song? No. That's the group. Song is MIA. Anymore, we don't know what the group or the song is. Bingo. So that tells me I'm not brain dead. King Princess. 1950s, a song. Kendrick Lamar. I know Kendrick. You know him well? No. Ariana Grande. No, Ariana. John Mayer. Yep. I know John Mayer. I don't know him. Calvin Harris and Dua Lipa. You know them? Calvin Harris kind of collaborates with a lot of people. He doesn't really do much on his own. Sheck West. No, no. Or Wes. Zed. Another collaborated, like, techno person. Okay. Casey Musgraves. That's a country <clears throat> singer. High Horse. Makes sense. Troy Sivan. No idea. Troy A. Sivan? Oh, that Troy. No, I have no <laughs> idea. Lady Gaga. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper? Yeah, because they had that Stars Born oh, movie, okay. so there's ah, a song I off the it. soundtrack. I get it. Bradley Cooper can sing? Apparently so. Uh, Mix plays it, and it's actually pretty good. Wow. Wow. Childish Gambino. Yeah, I think it's a rapper. How childish Gambino? There's some dumb names, yes. Drake, yeah. again. Ariana Grande, again. again. Ella May. <laughs> well, that's, a st- that's Ellie May. She's from the Clampets. All they did was change the <laughs> Y or I-E to an A. Ella May. Yeah. Wow. Travis Scott. He was a drummer, I think, of a band, and I can't remember who it was, but I think he's on his own now. And then Cardi B, Jay Belvin, Belvin, and Bad Bad Bunny did the number one song, apparently, I Like It. Yeah, it's Cardi B. She's huge on the pop. I have no idea. I looked at this, and it's like (laughs) Greek. It's like reading Greek. You know John Mayer. I know John Mayer, but I don't know any of his songs. And Bruno Mars I know from halftimes of games. Bruno Mars, I believe, is one of the most underrated artists of this time right now because he is so talented, and I don't think he's really hit his potential. I like I loved his halftime show of yes. the Super Bowl. Yes. Um so did I'm, I. I'm a huge Justin Timberlake fan and I did not like his halftime show. Right. And because he's he's a really good entertainer too. But Bruno Mars, absolutely pretty much everything he puts out I love. Yeah. Um just because of the sound. The song he did with Cardi B, they kind of played off in Living Who is Cardi B? She's a female rapper. Okay. Um but she um they did it it, it sounds very nineties ish and it's and he does a lot of that old pop like sounding and stuff like that. Now, how many of these groups are actually good singers? Like is is Kendrick Lamar's a good singer, right? I think so, yeah. John Mayer is a John singer. Mayer. Bruno Mars yes. is a singer. Cardi B? No, rapper. rapper. Very good rapper, but rapper. 
Ariana Grande. Amazing singer. Really? Another one who is, I think because of social media and stuff, a lot of people don't like her. But if you ever see her do an interview or anything, she is unbelievable. She does a Celine Dion impression that if you, if I played that and Celine Dion, you could not tell me which one was the real Celine Dion. She's amazing. Well, no, because I don't know Celine Dion. You don't know Celine Dion at all? I know who she is. The Heart Will Go On, the Titanic song. Oh! Oh. Well, okay. But if I played that and then I played Ariana Grande playing it, you wouldn't be able to tell which one was which. Yeah, I don't like this one, Ella May. You know, don't just... Is there somebody named Jethro or Jethrai because they changed the last letter? (laughs) I'm sure there is. (laughs) Cardi B, okay, so... So some of these are are actually singing. Lady Gaga's got a great voice. Yes, I do know one. that. She's another one that's. Uh, <clears throat> she's kind of the share of our time. Huh? She's the the Madonna share where she's just kind of taking her. She's in she, a whole different well, world. And she's got a great story too because Lady Gaga is her persona. You know, right. I, I can't remember what her real name is. But she became that persona, and she started getting depressed and going into a really dark place, having eating disorders. And her mom looked at her and said, you're not, and I, 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 if her name's Jennifer, she goes, you're not Jennifer anymore. You're, you're wow. Lady Gaga. I remember she I got need, carried in in that egg. Yeah. And she's like, I want, she goes, you need to bring Jennifer back. So she totally redid herself. She went away for a while and came back and said, I'm going to be Lady Gaga but I'm going to be myself doing it. And now, but she's, she established herself that she can now, and then go act like she has in American Horror Story. And so, so she didn't change her name then to, she's not Tiger Feet. No, she's not Tiger Feet. Okay. <laughs> she didn't become feet. a whole different personality. <laughs> we'll be back with more of this nonsense right after this.